0: Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a 5-star rating and review. For the month of January, we will be featuring the novel, A Non-Maternal Instinct by author Makia Burrell. Tonight, we will begin with part one of the four-part series. Makia Burrell was born and raised in Baltimore City and is a 32-year-old single mother to a 4-year-old daughter. She has been writing since she was able to hold a pencil and states that her first love is poetry. She is currently penning her second novel, tentatively titled Surveillance, and is currently shopping for black publishers. The link to purchase A Non-Maternal Instinct as well as her social media handles will be listed in the episode notes. If you're looking for motivation, make sure to follow her on Instagram where she posts daily devotionals. A Non-Maternal Instinct was self-published by Makia in 2018 and in her own words is juicy and will leave you wanting more. Please note that this series will contain explicit language and references. Imagine leaving your only child behind to pursue a life of crime, throwing all caution and maternal responsibility to the wind. Most mothers wouldn't dream of making such a hasty decision of abandonment, but loving Malone isn't the average mother. Her lack of attachment to her daughter, as well as her disregard for anything in life that didn't suit her wishes, will create a whirlwind of sordid scenes, mounting issues, and looming danger. Ultimately, Lovey will find herself face-to-face with the past she thought she'd left behind. On this episode, we meet Lovey, her baby girl Dream, and her father Colt. After having her baby, Lovey is finding herself bored with her new lifestyle. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath and sleep in melanated peace. A non-maternal instinct. Dreamweaver was a sight to behold the very night she was born. Her skin shone like polished mahogany. Her eyes were intensely brown, brows silky and furrowed in what the old folks called an Indian squint. She slid from the solace of her mother's womb on a hot July night. The air smelled of charcoal grills and fireflies, impending rain and oppressive humidity. The year was 1989 and her mommy, Lovey Malone, was young and resistant to change. Though she was alone in sentiment, she was not alone in presence. Dream's father was Colt Weaver, the most notorious young hood in Baltimore. Though Colt had the trap houses jumping before trapping was called trapping, he was as giddy as a school child watching his child's birth. His first glimpse of a seemingly deep in thought dream brought tears to his eyes and made his knees buckle. Colt knew as soon as he saw his doll baby that he had to leave the game for dream. Lovey, on the other hand, loved the fast money Colt made. She lived for the red and green stripes on a fresh pair of Gucci sneakers. She reveled in having the freshest threads, laid hair, and sparkling herringbone ropes. Her nails were always flat, and she partied every weekend. Levy noticed that Colt was getting soft once she told him she was pregnant. He still hustled, but he started talking square shit. Instead of rolling joints and hanging at all the hot spots as he did when they first started out, the nigga was reading books and looking at real estate. Colt was trying to clean his dirty money and go legit. Next month, he was set to open a soul food spot with a lounge in the rear called Ambrosia. In the future, he intended to open a dry cleaners as well as a full service salon and barbershop. To Lovey, all this sounded good, but she knew in her 18-year-old mind that businesses sometimes took a while to lift up off the ground. She hushed her thoughts, held her baby, and bowed silently. If this nigga becomes less chewed due to all this square business, I leave his ass for another hustler. My fine ass deserves finer things at all times. He knows what it is. Meanwhile, Dream, only 15 minutes old, grabbed her mommy's finger and fought the sleep overcoming her. She was beautiful indeed with her head full of hair. However, beauty has never been directly linked with peace and young Dream would see her parents go through their share of perils. An eventful year later and young Dream, mommy's showpiece and daddy's baby doll is one Colt's restaurant lounge has taken off and his dry cleaners is soon to follow. Dream's bountiful fluffy hair is bound in pink and turquoise ribbons to match her cute little jumper and sandals and her house is filled with her babyish squeals of glee as she tears through her gifts. She's having the time of her young life playing with her cousins and eating cake. It is Dream's first birthday party and everyone who was anyone in the hood was there. Although Colt managed to gracefully bow out of the game by handing his business over to his brother Clyde, the hood still loved Colt. He always passed out food on Thanksgiving, bought coats for the neighborhood kids in the winter, and threw a huge block party at the end of every summer. Lovey was loved by extension. Now 19, She was a vision of beauty. Deep chestnut skin, slanted brown, flecked hazel eyes, long black hair, and a pouty, full mouth. She ceased conversation and breathing when she entered a room. Lovey was living well due to Colt's businesses taking off, but life bored her and their scene changed. Instead of loud and rowdy parties with the hood niggas, they now socialize with entrepreneurs and other squares. You see, Lovey was gorgeous, docile by appearances and sweet, but smart, she was not. She didn't value stability over excitement. Her daddy was a drug dealer and he kept her draped in fabulous things until he went down in a blaze of glory. Rival drug gangs were jealous of her daddy's pool and often at a titty bar one night. Since her father's death when she was the tender age of 14, Lovey had been on a search for a boss. She developed early and was thus able to catch the eye of many grown men. Lovey worked her way up from corner boys to kingpins in a short matter of time. Her mother turned to drugs after her father's murder, so she didn't offer much guidance or supervision. Lovey's young life changed when she bumped into Colt Weaver. At 16, Colt was a catch in her eyes. Colt was older, 21, mature, tall, coal black with sparkling white teeth capped with gold, and all man. He looked at her, and Lovey felt lust and smelled money. They became inseparable. Colt had his trophy, and Lovey snagged her boss. But now, Colt was a square, and she had a kid. Though Dream was adorable, smart, and sweet, she hindered Lovey. Gone were the days where she and Colt partied all night, fucked, and slept all day was centered on dream lovey had no job skills and didn't bother going to school she assumed there would always be a boss to take care of her fine ass so with colt's businesses booming she was a stay-at-home mom colt ran his restaurant and dry cleaners so lovey was at home with dream most of the time She missed the elegant gowns with high slits revealing brown thighs firm with youth. She missed the stilettos and drinks in the hottest spots. Since she couldn't get that, she smoked blunts and snipped on occasion when Dream was down for a nap. She didn't breastfeed, so she figured she was good. Plus, she didn't do it every day, so she wasn't addicted in her mind. While Lovey lamented in her thoughts, she sat in her personal bathroom in front of a vanity mirror. Flawless as per the usual, she thought as she glanced at her complexion. Then she snapped back to the task at hand. The glistening lines of white powder sat in front of her, neatly gathered on a picture of she and Colt shortly after he claimed her. The good old days, she thought, as she snorted the first one. She collected herself for a few seconds, then greedily snuffed down the remaining line. After enjoying the mind-numbing high for a few minutes, she washed her face and descended to the lower level of the house. The guests of Dream's birthday party were scattered about and Lovey floated through, greeting and hugging all their neighborhood friends and family. Stepping into the kitchen, she ran into Colt. Colt hugged his woman, then stepped back to size her up. She looked good in her short sundress, hair cascading down her back like black sea waves. Then he looked into Lovey's eyes. He thought he recognized the glazed over cast that many of his old customers sported after trying his product. Inwardly, he battled, but his love for Lovey made him rationalize that her eyes looked that way because she drank too much Moet. Still, he asked, Baby, are you okay? Nervous, Lovey replied. I'm okay, honey. Probably had a bit too much to drink. The tension was too much for Lovey to bear and it risked blowing her high. So she sauntered out of the kitchen onto the patio accepting a joint that one of the party goers held out for her. She was determined to enjoy her buzz. It was the only excitement she got these days. After having a hearty puff from the blunt, Lovey actually paid attention to who had handed it to her. It was Clyde, Colt's younger brother. He was the same age as Lovey and the opposite of his brother. Where Colt was dark, Clyde was light Clyde was shorter than his brother, wore his hair in braids, and had green eyes. It was well known around the hood that Colt and Clyde had different fathers, different last names, and the same docile mother who went weak for any man that paid her attention. Clyde's father was a Creole from Louisiana that didn't stick around much longer after Clyde was born. Colt's father was killed in a drug deal gone wrong. So Clyde was raised by Colt and looked up to him. However, he could never bury his lust for Lovey and gathered a hearty eyeful of her every time she walked by him. Now as they looked at each other in the eye, their minds worked on overtime. Lovey took in the sight of Clyde. Though Colt was her preferred type of man aesthetically, Clyde reeked of the finesse and excitement she noticed had dwindled in Colt. She felt electricity as their fingers touched to pass the blunt. The air around them was quiet and had seemed to slow down, but it was thick with messages not relayed verbally. Lovey looked at Clyde through her eyelashes, and Clyde spoke, not louder than a whisper. You don't seem too happy to be the woman of a rich square. I know you. You're built for the fast life. If you ever need a taste of how she used to be, give me a ring. He offered her a card with his beeper number on it and Lovey quickly glanced around to see if anyone was paying attention. A woman lingered nearby, but Lovey didn't recognize her, so she saw no risk. Clyde saw that the soil was ready to be tilled and he dropped the seeds of persuasion as he saw the opening. Lovey's mind whirled as she accepted the card and tucked it into her bosom. Clyde didn't let the glazed over look in her eyes get past him as she broke the silence and sauntered away. Lovey was on something, but Clyde didn't mind. It just made his women easier to sway, control. Now that he planted the seeds, it was just a matter of biding his time, waiting for his plans to bear fruit. The rest of the party went on without incident and it ended around 10 that night. By this time, Dream had been bathed and put to bed by her daddy and her mama had been resolved to a sleeping figure on the couch. The maid hurried to clean up the remnants of the party so she could retire for the night as well. While Lovey slept, her dreams painted a wicked scene. She dreamt of herself partying with Clyde, adorned with furs, surrounded by drug bosses and their women, while drugs and liquor flowed freely. She was awakened by the sound of the vacuum cleaner and felt glum when she awakened to her dull life as a kept woman. She stirred, sighed deeply, and retreated to her bathroom without bitching at the maid. Constance was just doing what she was paid to do. As she swayed to her personal bathroom, she noticed the door to she and Colt's bedroom slightly ajar. She peeked in and saw her man sleeping with a book on his chest. He had changed so much from the ruffian she fell so hard for and Lovey felt guilty for not liking their lifestyle change. She knew Colt didn't wanna end up like her father or his. He wanted to be there to see his daughter his pride and joy grow up still lovey couldn't shake the restlessness that came with being thrust into motherhood or being a homemaker she shook her glum thoughts away closed the bedroom door and slunk to her bathroom where she undressed as she shimmied loose of her sundress clyde's card fell from her bosom lovey sat at her vanity and gazed at the numbers She then prepared herself a lace joint, carefully breaking the reefer down and then sprinkling in a little Coke. She cracked the window and blew her smoke out of it as she stared at Clyde's cards some more. Lovie enjoyed her high after the joint was done and plotted her next move. If only she could keep the stability of Colt and mix in some of the excitement of Clyde. Her mind whirled as her family slept. After Constance left for the night, Lovey finally padded out of her bathroom and into the bedroom. She climbed into the bed with a sleeping cold and was settling into her sleep when she felt him touching her thighs. Though Lovey wasn't in the mood, she readied herself for her man. He couldn't pick up on any change in behavior while Lovey figured her plans out. After a while of Colt's tender touches, Lovey's thoughts were blocked out as Colt entered her. She succumbed to bliss, but knew that her plans would need more work. But she pushed the intricacies of them aside for another time and focused on the task at hand. Poor Colt didn't see the storm coming, but once he got wind of it, it would be too late. The weeks passed quickly and they accumulated to be months. Young Dream was growing rapidly and learning a lot due to hours spent watching Sesame Street and other education-oriented programs. She had toys everywhere and more clothing than many adults could shake a stick at. Her daddy spent his days overseeing his existing businesses and planning for impending ones. He came home with a trinket for his ladies daily. Colt was easily Dream's favorite person in the world He always swooped his pretty chocolate baby up in a bear hug, spun her around, and sang his special tune to her. Daddy's doll baby deserves all the finer things, like her daddy's love, precious stones, and all the diamond rings, and smothered her little chubby cheeks with kisses. They were best friends, and daily, at around the same time, Dream lingered near the door, awaiting her daddy's arrival. Dream and her mama were cool. She knew her mommy loved her, but it wasn't the same as daddy. Dream liked her mommy the most when they were getting dressed to leave home. Her mommy would fuss over her hair, pick out her clothes, and coo as she admired the pretty baby she made. Otherwise, her mommy seemed to ignore her sometimes, but she was never mean to her. However, Lovey's preoccupation at times drew Dream closer to her Nana, Colt's mother, who in recent years turned to Christ and stopped chasing men. She was there almost daily, partially because she didn't trust Levy and mostly because she adored Dream. Dream was her first grandchild, and so Nana, also known as Natalie, wanted to see all of her grandgirl's special moments. She especially loved to take Dream to her church on Sundays because she wanted her granddaughter to be raised up in the Word. Besides, they both seemed to enjoy the attention that Dream's beautiful dresses and sweet cherubic features drew from the members after service. On this particular fall day, Dream sat on her Nana's lap, happily bouncing and clapping to a tune on Barney. Nana sang the words, bouncing with her grandbaby until they both were startled by the doorbell. Constance hurried to answer the door and was startled to see the cold green eyes of Clyde. She shuddered, mustered a hello, and allowed Clyde to step into the foyer while she rushed to retrieve Lovey. Clyde hollered a hello to his mother, didn't acknowledge his niece, and waited patiently for Lovey. Just as Constance rounded the corner, she saw Lovey descending the stairway. Lovey was dressed to the nines in a burgundy leather skirt, a black silk blouse, black Gucci peep toe stilettos, and an MCM bag the same color as the skirt. Her hair was arranged in an elegant bun at the nape of her neck, and her makeup was without flaw. Though her voluptuous frame began to slim down due to her decreased appetite for food and her increased appetite for her secret vices her body still curved in and out in the desired areas she clicked to the door and then as an afterthought went back to kiss her daughter and mumbled a request to Natalie to watch her. Without waiting for a reply or for Natalie to even ask a question, she and Clyde strolled out the front door. It wasn't like anyone would miss her as Dream preferred Nana over her own mama. Once Lovey and Clyde were gone, Natalie tried to ignore her nagging worry and focus her attention on her grandbaby. However, she made a mental note to let Colt know about it and to reaffirm her general mistrust for Lovey. Meanwhile, Lovey and Clyde were on the move. Lovey and Dee used Clyde's number and enlisted his help to get her old life back. His BMW was cruising through the hood, and Lovey hit the lace joint with renewed vigor. Clyde watched Lovey revel in the once-familiar sights and saw an opportunity to make his pitch. You miss it, huh? Being around your folk where the excitement happens. Lovey murmured, I really do. I wish Colt didn't go square after the baby was born. Our life was fun. Now I'm stuck in the house all the time. I saw your frustration. Lovey. you're a showpiece. You're supposed to be draped in the finest and flaunting. I love my brother, but he's lost touch since he went square. I run hoods here and in Harlem. You need to be on my team if you really about that life. Till that nigga is done, Clyde replied with conviction. The silence in the car was pregnant with possibility. Lovey could reject him and tell his brother what was going on or she can throw caution to the wind. After the long pause, Lovey spoke again. I'm with it and I'm not telling coach shit. My life is about me and I'm not no housewife material. Hook me up with a spot and a new wardrobe and we can start all over. Lovey's eyes shone with greed and excitement at the premise of leaving motherhood and square life behind. She felt no remorse in the decision she so quickly and selfishly made. Clyde didn't respond and instead hit the highway. He rode towards the outlets and made a phone call on his car phone. T? Yeah, it's Clyde. Get that safe house in Harford County ready. My main bra will be staying there. The aftermath. Weeks had passed and Colt hadn't seen Lovey. When he returned home the day Lovey left, he was shocked to find her not home and his mama watching dream. When he asked Lovey's whereabouts, Natalie curtly informed Colt that Lovey left with Clyde, not telling why or where she was going. Colt was tempted to file a missing persons report, but something in his gut told him she was safe. Colt was livid at his child's mother and his brother. Clyde wouldn't answer or return any of his calls. Natalie moved in to take care of her grandbaby full time. Colt became more enraged as the weeks passed by. He felt betrayed and regretful for even involving himself with Lovey. Colt remembered the inconsistencies and signs of Lovey's growing restlessness as the days rolled by without her. He recalled the dull, glazed-over eyes, the weight loss, her irritable attitude her unwillingness to make love to him. He chalked it up as stress from the baby, but the longer Lovey stayed away, the more he realized she developed a habit. He volleyed between hunting her and Clyde down and killing them and half resolving to let karma handle it. Still, he ran his restaurant, dry cleaners, and bookstore with precision and doted on his precious daughter as much as he could. The months passed and life without Lovey became the norm. Dream barely missed her as she was already often in the care of her nana. Colt was busy as a business owner and single dad that he didn't have time to entertain. Coupled with the fact that he had trust issues due to Levy's abandonment, a new woman was the last thing on Colt's mind. Are you still up? Girl, good night.